Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chapter by Chapter podcast. I am Will, and I am here to present to you guys our exclusive Patreon coverage of The Wheel of Time Season 2 debut episode. That's right. This one is an exclusive Patreon episode, but Steve and I, because we're in the offseason right now, we were like... Man, it wouldn't it be nice if the people got a little taste of what we're doing behind the scenes on the Patreon channel? And we figured this is as good as episode as any to show you guys. Uh, this is our first episode of eight covering the Wheel of Time season two. We're doing it week by week. I know they dropped the first three episodes, but we're going to keep it as we as the weeks go on because I think we're going to add a little bit of longevity to it on our show. We're also covering Mistborn. On the Patreon channel as well, uh, week by week, not the same daily forecast as uh, as we usually do on the main channel. But there's so much content for you guys to dive into. I think we're up to like maybe 100, 150 episodes, maybe not that much, but maybe a close to 100 episodes on the Patreon. So sign on up and start listening to our Wheel of Time season two coverage. <laughs> That was great. Hear thee. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hear thee. Hear Well, hear, hear thee. For the time has come. Season two. Oh, you know what time it is? Of the wheel of, <laughs> of, the wheel of time. <laughs> Season two. Episode uh, one. Episode one, baby. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're at two different eras here. We are here. We are we are all over the place. We are fluid. I hope everyone out there is having a good fluid uh, summer, drinking lots of fluids. Yep. Welcome to our Patreon coverage of the Wheel of Time season two. Wheel of Time season two. I know a lot of people doubted that the show would be back for a season two, but it's back, baby. It's back. I don't know if a lot of people did or if it was just you. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was. You know, <laughs> I kind of. But then again, like I'm a hypocrite. Like yeah. there is there like there is a long Twitter stream on that X. you guys can go look up of me. X, it's called sorry, X. X Xtreme. No, don't look up Xtreme. Don't do it. Or you can you say the artist formerly known as Twitter. You can read a bunch of tweets that I made right after the first season wrapped up where I went ahead and defended the show to a bunch of people. Yeah, you did. I mixed it up in there and I and I and I tried. You were medicated. I was medicated. You were really I was really medicated. I think you should get back uh, on it. We haven't tweeted in a long time. Follow us on uh, Twitter <laughs> on X. Follow us on the artist formerly known as Twitter. At I'm gonna make my chapter. own app when I'm back on my <laughs> meds. That's not what it is. At chap I chap. I'm gonna call it H. I like that. What does it mean? Well, you're gonna have to sign up to find out, baby. Same thing that X means. Give us money. It's just gonna be me, like on medication, talking about wrestling nonstop, and Steve's gonna hate it. I don't but know. It's gonna, it's gonna be content, baby. It's gonna be, be content. Might be neutral. The point is here, the point is, is I spent all that time 
defending the first season of Wheel of Time just to just to come back around like maybe two months later and go like, yeah, you know what? Steve is right. This wasn't this wasn't great. It was fine. I think ultimately it was fine. Yeah, but it was fine. The first season was fine until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Now, did you rewatch any of the first season before getting into season two? Yeah, I've been rewatching it this summer. I mean, it's, okay. it's kind of sporadically, but I've watched a few episodes here and there. And then I watched the like the last 20 minutes of the final episode recently. Right. I, right. Just, I just wanted a full recap in my brain of where all the characters were left off. Of course. Right. I wanted to make sure I was correct in my memory, and I was. But I just wanted to be certain about that. Yeah, you want to make sure that Matt was definitely quit last season. Yeah, and you know what? Let's let's <laughs> recap that right now. So Matt, yeah, he quit. So he just walked off set at one point. He so just walked he off set. Left. I think we, <laughs> I think we made the joke last season with it. Uh, we actually see the scene where he quit. It's the scene where he stands right outside the yeah, waygate. Yeah, it was live on set at the waygate, and he was like, "What was his name? Barney." He was Barney. Like, yeah. I'm out. Look, guys, I know you're you're doing this whole thing, right? You're making a show, but here's the thing, I'm not I, i'm going that <laughs> I'm way not, not. i'm just gonna start going that way i'm out yeah. and and some and some say he's still walking in norway to this to day, this day. <laughs> <laughs> so matt he walked off set rand at the end of the season was like tell everyone i'm dead and uh so everyone thinks rand's dead uh nynaeve at the end of the season died and Egwene brought her back to life Remember her eyes burnt out yes. of her head. She died. Egwene brought her back back to life. That's just a crazy. It, that's a crazy. Yeah, sentence. you had a lot of opinions about that. That's a crazy sentence. <laughs> Loyal, Uno, and Ingtar were all stabbed to death. Um, of course, by Pat and Fane. Fane with the with the dagger, the taint, the tainted dagger, which mm-hmm. you know a cut from this dagger will infect you with an evil, dark poison. Loyal got stabbed in the heart. And uh, Intar and Uno with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they were all dead. Moraine got stilled. So that's fun. Which is a, <laughs> which is probably one of the biggest, the biggest things that happened in in the series that's going to have repercussions in, in one of the, the biggest divergences in a show that's full of divergences. But yes, that is. It might as well be called Divergent. Thing. Divergence five. Divergent, diverging di- <laughs> divergent harder uh who else i think that's more or less everyone i don't think tom was ever, there was ever i don't know where tom was i think he's tom, sort of like, he was barely in the show anyways he's barely in the show he he helped them kind of uh no- navigate their way through the forest i guess and then he got like he got sidetracked with some you know uh uh dark one nonsense whatever what what uh what uh the the fades yeah, I think he got dark side, sidetracked with a fade or something like that. I don't even know if he's alive, honestly. Um. Yeah. Well, good point. Good. Point. Very good point. You know. So that being said, that being said, that being said, that's where we left our characters, right? And now season two. Well, I'm gonna need on, you to you forget. Go, I'm, <laughs> okay. What do you got? before you go for? Before you go further, how did those episodes stack up like a year later, watching rewatching them again, even if it was just clips and stuff like that? Because I didn't. I didn't watch them. I, am, I I'm pretty I'm pretty similar to where I left off. I like the scenes I like, I really like. It is kind of a slog to get through a lot of it. It's yeah. it more just felt like a promise of 
not a promise, but a, a potential of what could be to come. And then they start doing right. it. And then they just start making crazy choices at the end where you're like, fuck me. Am I right? Like, what <laughs> What is going on here? <laughs> but okay. But now, you know, we got all that. That's how season one ended. Now we have episode one of season two. And I'm going to need you to forget all of that. You know, yeah, anything that happens in that last 20 minutes, it's a bit. It's just, you know, Maureen, yeah, okay, Maureen, she's still, still, yeah, the rest of it, no. Yeah, that's whole, that like, uh, Ingtar, Uno, huh? and uh, Loyal what? being stabbed. I don't remember that. Doesn't matter. What do you mean? Doesn't matter. I'm Doesn't pretty happen. sure that didn't happen. In fact, yeah, the dagger, okay. what dagger? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm thinking? This could be a uh, Jacob's Ladder situation. It always could be a Jacob's Ladder situation. You know, and I love Jacob's Ladder. Big fan. So on through those situations. Un, well, I guess let's go. Let's let's go through the episode chronologically, okay? But before we do that, I do want to talk about the meta of the series. So obviously, it's been it's been a long time uh, long since time. Uh, season two uh, was pretty much announced. We were kept in the dark forever, and we've said on the show many times, like, when is this show coming out? Like, we know it's being made, but there was just there was no there was no push for it really. Finally, yeah. in the past few weeks, there has been a push, and then uh, we finally got a release date. I think only a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, somewhere around there. Um, I think it was like and, three or four months ago, but semantics. Semantics. It's it was a long time. It was a long time, and even then, long time with uh with the announcement and then with the trailers and everything, it just didn't feel like there was a huge marketing push for it and i still don't think that there is and that leads into the fact that the season two starts opening opening night starts with three episodes going live bam 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 ha almost half of the season ready to go yeah because there's leaves, eight there's eight there's eight which leaves maybe five weeks four or five weeks of of airtime basically for this to generate any sort of buzz. Maybe the maybe their hope is that these are three strong episodes and we're going to really going to let them dig in. We're going to give them a buffet, right? But then we're going to close right. the buffet. Well, with promises that we'll this, open it next week. Come on back. Okay, maybe 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 it's time to dive into that buffet. I'm going to take I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to dive into the salads. <laughs> I'm going to get All the right. dry ribs. Oh, dry ribs are good stuff. Actually, are there noodles? Are there any uh, Shanghai noodles on this buffet? Yeah, oh, we have a Chinese yes, restaurant buffet. The, but they're buffet Shanghai noodles. So you know what I mean. Like they're kind of like, they're sort they're of like greasy. extra crispy underneath the, the heat lamp and they're kind of like bundled together. It's almost like, they're almost better that way, but it's, you know, it's personal taste. They are better that way. It's not a personal taste. That's a fact. They're always better under the heat lamp when they're a little <laughs> bundled, bundled together and a little crispy on the bottom. So right off the top, I do want to say that I think overall the show does look better. Budget looks higher. Things look a little nicer. Not incredibly so, but they do overall. I think so. I agree. I agree. The only problem that I have with the aesthetics is that the darks are really dark still. They're very it's dark. Still really hard. It's still really hard to see. I don't know why, particularly fantasy, fantasy shows, because we had this problem with the Lord of the Rings series as well. Is when things go dark and you're in like a well-lit room watching this show, it's just like you can't see fucking shit anymore it's like remember when game of thrones did this this was not a good thing guys this i still was, yeah we razzed them for a year about it i still think game of thrones is the reigning champ for darkest darkest scene shot of course right 
But it, it doesn't bother me that much, I guess, now because there's a precedence bill for it. So whatever. I don't show me the trollic in bright daylight because it probably doesn't look good. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a, we see a couple trollics in this, and I thought the trollic, you know, looked pretty cool. Right off the bat, we get trollics. Right off the bat, right we the get bat. what I think was the prologue of the Great Hunt, which was all of the the um, or maybe or was it the prologue of the Dragon Reborn? It was one. It might of the, have been the prologue. Might have been yeah, Dragon Reborn. It was one of the prologues. Yeah, where we had the meeting of all the evil people, and yeah. they that was the meeting where they they announced that Rand is the Dragon Reborn. Exactly. Now yes. we don't. Now we don't get that here, because instead we get like a random little girl who gets scared by a trollic and some and just runs into the meeting and hides under the table. Yeah, she's looking for her mom. It's it's implied that this girl lives here, or at least is familiar with the area. So? Yeah, that's because well, she's meeting looking for is her just mom. Like, this is supposed to be the super secret meeting, and I just don't understand the logistics of things here. Did they just pick a random house and just all went in there and they're like, we don't need any guards or anything? I think the Trollocs are the guards, but I don't understand how the yeah. girl might not know about this because if she lives there. Like I said, it's implied to me that she lives there because she's looking for her mom in that place. It doesn't seem like she just ran into some random barn and was like, Mom, Mama, Mama, mommy, there mama. was a goat man chasing me, Mama, Mama. Uh, so, yeah, to me, it's implied that she lives there. So if she lives there, then her mom might be a friend of the dock. Oh, are you a friend of the dock? Mm. Have you noticed how dark it is in this scene? I love dark chocolate. <laughs> That's my I bit. am BFFs with the doc. <laughs> this little girl storyline is stupid, man. I don't care if she lives there or not. I mean, this is dumb. I, 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 th- I don't think this is going to go anywhere. I think this is just a prologue thing. Uh, that being said, I agree. I think it was kind of lame. What's the point of having this scene as a prologue if you're not going to address that Rand is the dragon reborn? They do kind of say that. They're like, Rand is there during the meeting. You hear them talking with the girl underneath the table, and they say, like, Rand is the dragon reborn. We have to go look for Randall Thor. They're talking about blah, 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 blah. And then the whole scene gets interrupted because Ishmael looks under the table. And I like I like how Ishmael's per- portrayed here. It's kind of charming, yeah, dashing. He's kind of fun. It, it grew on me. I like it. It grew on me. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, that being said, like, I would prefer the the dark friend party that we got in the book where there was, like, everybody just hanging out, eating hors d'oeuvres. There's way more you know, people. Thinking, like, yeah, it's like, is the dark one going to show up? Do you think he's going to show up? And then, you know, he and then he does, and John Cena. I being heard he's plays. always fashionably late. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, John comes ba, in with John Cena's entrance music, of course. Payback was on last night, everybody, and I was having a, a great re- time. That's a wrestling thing. <laughs> it's a wrestling thing. <laughs> Telling you, if I go back on Twitter, it's just going to be all wrestling. Do all it. Right. <clears throat> so. That overall, I I agree. It seems kind of weird. The thing that I saw that really kind of like that took me out of it, that was really confusing to me, was when they go outside and Ishmael's take like talks to the girl and saying like, "Oh, they they called, they called me, me a monster. They called me a monster. They called me betrayer of hope. They called me Doctor Evil. They called me all these things. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was bullied as a kid and and all that sort of stuff. And they go talk to that trollic and she pets the trollic and it's all nice and cute and stuff like that. Uh, they pet they it. Out. They pet a trollic in the face. They pet. They pet a trollic in and the he's face. He's kind of like. Hmm. 
there's this dolly shot where they pull out and you see all these like circular statues around the yard that they're in. Okay, I don't think that I caught seem that. Like, yeah, they're, they're all like, they seem like religious symbols in some way or format. And there's like six of them on screen. And I was like, what the fuck is that all about? Is that just kind of like a sign that's saying like, welcome to barn? Or is it literally just like <laughs> billboard saying, dark friends here, come hang out. Welcome to barn. Welcome to welcome to Dark Friend Barn. It might be. It might be like an aerial code when they're flying through the sky. Yeah, I don't know. This first scene, yeah. I, the 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 trollic that they that they pet, I couldn't really. You know, I like a trollic, right? So I like to always look for, take a good look at what I'm what I'm dealing with here, and I couldn't really tell right. what animal this was. He had goat horns. I think he had cow ears. Well, yeah, once I turned that. down the dark, once I once I turned down the lights and I got a little, I got the got the mood lights going. I was able to see the motherfucker, and he just looked like a he just looked like a bull. It was just Danny DeVito. It was Danny, it was DeVito, Danny DeVito with a goat <laughs> horn on his head. <laughs> so anyway, I just started slicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. We follow um, this scene. Yeah, with Moraine, we 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 catch up with Moraine, right and. We're immediately shown she is still stilled and she is, you know, she's carrying water. She's, she's doing things the old school way. She's notably not wearing any colors. She's in all beige. Beige Aja. That's the, that's the Aja I would join. Cause I, cause, cause I'm basic, you know, I, I like very basic things. I like spaghetti. I like. Well, I like Alf- t- uh, I like uh, Alfredo Fettuccine. Where are we going with this? I don't know. <laughs> I just I started thinking about dinner. I think we have Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> uh, they show us Maureen is 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 still stilled. I hate saying still stilled. I keep saying still stilled, but what am I? I hate saying? it too. But there's there's nothing else we can do. This is the, the show has done this to us. They show us she is she is stilled by she's. Um, she takes a bath, but I thought it looked like she was doing laundry first in that yeah, <laughs> in that bath. She's doing bath laundry, which is great. Bath laundry. Which is great if you got hot water. So we see her trying to heat up the, the water with her hands. A classic. Look, this is Wheel of Time on Prime, right? So we need a Moraine bath scene. This is a precedent that they've set. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing she can't get the water hot. So that's pretty upsetting. Of course. Next. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then they go and look at Lan. We have Lan training in the courtyard. He's going through the forums. But that's that whole fucking scene. Sorry. That is that whole scene of Maureen, though. It's like she tries to take a bath and she can't have hot water. I know. I know. I know. But yes, then we cut to Lan, shirt off, sword swinging. And I I like this scene, uh, particularly because his shirt is off. I I knew it. That's a win. I knew it. Uh, it is a. He's got cool scars all all on his he's back. He's got cool scars. He's like he's not like he's not too jacked. He's not like uh he's not like L.A. Knight jacked. He's like he's but he's still svelte. That's another wrestler. Shows here that he's struggling through the forms. All right, he's doing you know he's doing kiss from a rose. Yep. And he just he fumbles he fumbles the footing a little bit. He, he, just, he does the bird with three hats. He's going he's going through his forms. He's not looking happy doing it, and he's upset about the the connection he's lost with Moraine. And it's implied throughout this like little storyline here that their relationship is just deteriorating every single day. There's, there's a whole land Moraine plot line here that is very odd, very, very odd against both of their characters. Yes, 
And well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say land so much. This seems very land of absolutely it's against land. Land's character. At one also, point, Land's gonna like walk away. He wouldn't do that. I mean, if he does walk away, then yes. But he is more he, committed. He didn't. He's committed still. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's 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 Moraine that's kind of that's breaking the character because she's just being like she's just being like so secretive and manipulative. That being said, we did get a character reveal in in Maureen's storyline, which is awesome. We got Bail Doman, baby. Bail Doman, I like Bail Doman. Pretty good. He was great. He was great. All, but he didn't do much. He wasn't on a boat, which was a knock against his character so far. Not great. Um, but he did have a pirate accent, and that is what I'm looking he for. Did have a pirate accent? Yeah, I. He was. Uh, he, you know, he was. He was good. He wasn't really the Bale Doman I had pictured in my in my mind's eye, but I'll take. I it. had somebody. <laughs> I had somebody more stout. You know, a little, little yeah. wider around the hips. Oh, did you? Oh, did yeah. You? No, I, I liked I liked Bill Dolman. He I liked how they just sort of brought him in as if he was in the first book, and we should know who he is. But um, I'm I'm you know I'm glad that he's now here. It's just overall with season two, it's I just don't really understand what happened here. If in season one they just like <laughs> took all of these chances and stuff, and they made choices to like omit Elias and Bail Dolman, and then they just right. Now they're just bringing them in. Whatever. You know, right? It's just, we gotta, I think moving forward, we really gotta forget that season one exists. <laughs> Let's, I'm but hoping. <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> I'm ho- because, I know, because it's. Because a bunch of shit happened <laughs> in season one. I'm hoping. Especially the Moraine not having powers. Plan here is to, to sort of, yeah, right the wrongs. And now here's where we are and we're moving forward. But I don't know. Well, okay. That being said, we're focusing on the Moraine storyline so far. And this kind of like I, I think is the weakest part of this whole episode. I think it's the weakest. It's definitely the weakest part of the episode. Um and instead of going chronologically, I I, I propose to just do storylines. Like we got the Moraine storyline. No. If we're gonna do chronologically, but people can might might as well just watch the episode. They did. They already did watch the episode, and that's why they're listening to this, Will. All right, all right. All right, I'm no, sorry. let's sorry. talk about the storylines. Whose storyline you want to talk about? You want to talk about uh, the little girl from the beginning? Well, that was one. We already did Moraine. <laughs> and Moraine culminates in this like moment of understanding with Lan and the other Aes Sedai that they're staying with. It's, it, it's said that they've been staying with them for like five months now. Like five or six months. It's been five or six There's months. It's been a lot of time that's last. passed. People have died and come back to life and recovered from wounds. Right. Um, and it culminates in this, uh, in this moment where... Lan is trying to understand where Varen is coming, like uh, where Moraine is coming from, because Moraine's been shut off from power. Varen says to him, like, hey, you know what this is like? This is like pain all the time that makes you want to die. And most people do die. Yeah. But she's still doing okay. So you got to like shut up, stop being such a baby about it, and maybe just like hear her out. And he lands like, you know what? You're right. And he goes to go hear her out. But surprise, Moraine has done another weird character shift and has run off into the night. And it has to be saved. You'll never catch me. Yeah. Then has to be saved by Lan and the other Aes Sedai and Thomas, who's the uh, warder for the other two Aes Sedai. I was like wondering who this Thomas guy was, right? Because I thought We've he was him. Tom for a second. No. <laughs> I know what you mean. His name was Thomas. And I was like, is this just a more refined Tom? But instead, yeah, no, we don't get any recast Tom, them, which is great. 
I mean, I would like more Tom if he was more joyful. Tom in the past has been very 1992 Metallica. I'm looking for 1986 Metallica. Okay. okay. And that culminates in that storyline. Uh, next storyline, I think. Which I, one just do you wanted, want to I just want to go ahead and, and, and interject it in this storyline format that that is not how Maureen's storyline culminates. They have a gigantic battle with a Mirdrill and she kills one. By That's what I literally just said. In the jaw. She runs off and they have to protect him from a couple of fades. With uh, Thomas showing up. I literally said that. Yeah, but she sword. kills one by stabbing it in the jaw. These things yeah, can survive cool. with their heads cut off. Not to mention Lan does cut one of their heads off. And that oh, kills yeah. it too. Oh, yeah, but I forgot about that. Maureen is not... She's, she's stilled, so she has a dagger. But Maureen is not trained in hand-to-hand combat like this. Let alone that she stabbed him in the jaw and he died. I don't know. It's just I, like <laughs> I don't know. I don't. To me, I, I it's medieval world. I'm assuming everybody can fight in one way or another. No, <laughs> it's probably safe to assume that. No, in fact, we get a whole scene of Leandrin and Nynaeve where Leandrin explains that the women who who can channel shouldn't waste their time learning how to fight hand to hand combat because the one power is so strong that they don't need they don't need it. They should focus yeah, all their, their time and their training on Shit. channeling. You're right. And on that note, Nynaeve, of all people, Nynaeve, who is like the healer of the group, has been training with warders to learn fucking the way of the sword. And not to mention that warders are a very male-specific thing. Let's not pretend that this series doesn't have, you know, different sides, male and female, that are, that are, that are strength, strengthened by certain things. Like female, ah, it's just, it's a lot, Will. And it's all coming, it's all, it's all coming up right now. Hmm. Why did Egwene bring Nynaeve back to life? Egwene isn't a healer. Nynaeve is the healer. But that didn't even matter. They don't even acknowledge that to each other. They never no, once are no, like, no. man. Nynaeve's like, man, you know, I'm glad you brought me back to life. Instead, she's like, I suck at channeling, so I'm going to drink this diarrhea water. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, no, she's not. She's not like, I suck at channeling. She's like, I don't want to channel. Uh, it's too hard. It, well, yeah, she's just being a. See, this is the thing that they think that they're kind of getting right about Nynaeve is that she kind of sucks. Yeah, like, they, she sucks they in really the books. Are. They're nailing that. <laughs> they're nailing that. You know, she sucks in the books and she kind of sucks in the show. That being said, like I like that you brought up that Leandrin scene because I I thought Leandrin was probably one of the most fun characters to watch in this entire episode. Well, Leandrin's getting a lot more screen time than I than I thought she would be. Yeah, she's. They are clearly doing things with her, making new storylines. The, the scene that we had with her and Nynaeve, where she comes in and she does her channeling and pushes Nynaeve against the wall, I'm pretty sure that happened in the books. But with, um, with Swan. With Swan. With Swan. With Szechuan? With Szechuan. Szechuan Sanchez? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I honestly can't remember. It's so, so we're just yes. so far off the books here. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure Nynaeve wasn't even. A, she didn't even. She wasn't even a novice, right? Didn't she skip through because well, she was too old? <laughs> too old. Let's be real here. We are the world's worst Wheel of Time content creators, so we are not even we we're not sure. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm 100 percent positive in everything I do, right or wrong. <laughs> and that is Steve's brand in a nutshell, everybody. Um, 
but yeah, you're right. Like Leandrin, they're they're giving her a lot more to do here, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna lean into her, like tapping into Nynaeve's dark side. She's like, oh, you're gonna be a butthole. Let me show you how to be a real butthole. Well, yeah, it's I again, like they've diverged. They drink diarrhea so much. water for life. They've changed these characters so much that we we don't have any focus on Nynaeve as a as a healer, right? She mm-hmm. that's not no. Get that out of here. And if anything, Egwene can be the healer. Nynaeve, we're we're shaping as this rebellious warrior spirit um, who wants to do things her her own way. And yeah, almost like Leandrin is trying to subtly sort of recruit her to Red Aja at this point. I don't think it's subtle at all. She bashes her against the fucking wall. <laughs> Says, I can teach you. <laughs> they, oh, they'll do that anyways. They're bashing each other all over the time. They're, all over you're the right. Yeah. Bashing them. It's Bash City up in that tower. Which bashing. reminds me, like, is is there is there any sort of, like, board of ethics in terms in the White Tower? Because there was, there was another scene that I was like, I got confused for a second because I didn't, I looked down at my phone to look up some wrestling facts and yeah. uh, look back up and I was lost. So there's a scene where Egwene goes and sees Alana for advice on how to do. Yes. She, her phrasing is how to juggle two things at once. Alana assumes that she's mm-hmm. talking about two, two love interests. Two and warders. Two because warders, we did get possibly. a quick scene, a quick glimpse of Alana and her two warders like rolling around in a bed all laughing. Having a, <laughs> having a threesome. Oh, having no, a they were just having fun. Clothes were oh, on, yeah. uh, I think. No, no, they were not. <laughs> I, I paused and I looked and there was certainly no shirts. They Maybe pants. Fun, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, but w- during the scene, I kind of like, I, I, I looked at my phone for a second. I looked back up and I thought for a hot second that Alana was hitting on Egwene. Like, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't I like, rule it out for this show. And I got, and I just got like, I just got pissed. I just got so fucking mad. I was just like, "What are they doing? What? Is, everybody's just gonna be banging everybody now?" My girlfriend. Well, they really Kate's are girl. putting such a, such. They're really focusing on the romantic angles of relationships with warders. And Correct. That's not out of completely out of left field. Look, but we've it's, got we've done four wheel time books. Robert Jordan, he loves he loves taking the pen down south. Yeah, but not but not with the he does he doesn't <laughs> not with, with the warders. warders. Not, not with the warders. It's like, always like it's it's like you're it's right like, because I thought about the scene when Nynaeve went and knocked on Alana's door, and she knocks, and Alana goes, "Come in," and Nynaeve's like, "Do you need a second to get dressed?" And she's like, "Come in." I said, "Come in," right? If it was the books. She would have came in and Alana would still be getting dressed. She'd be half dressed, yeah. pants on, and then she would just stand there half in the nude and have the rest of that yeah. conversation. RJ would be writing in and her the curvature of her breasts caught the light and Egwene flushed in embarrassment. Ah. Like two moons. Like two like two moons. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is Alana recast? I think she is. No, I don't think she's recast. I, 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 I think that's the same character. From, I don't know. Same actress from last season. I don't know. Uh, but that that was a weird scene altogether. I don't think it was necessary, necessarily needed. Like, I, are they setting up a fact that like, because the conversation with them ends with Alana going like, okay, yeah, you're talking about, you're talking about like your powers and blah, 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 blah. Oh, but, like, you're talking about channeling. You're talking about channeling. But then it ends with Alana going like, but if you ever want to like swing two at a time, like, 
hit me up. Yeah. I know I know the way. We got a place for you <laughs> at the Green Asia. Yeah. <laughs> and it is kind of it is kind of showing it's like, you know, Nynaeve could go with the Green Asia and she could, you know, have you know, a lot of lovers. She could go with the red Asia and slam people against walls. She go to Brown Asia pull... and you get Taco Tuesday for free every week. <laughs> Do you think that would pull because <laughs> we know. We know how the brown Aja roll. Speaking of brown Aja, Varen's brown Aja, right? Varen is brown Aja. There wasn't a lot. I didn't see a lot of brown. No, we were talking about this right before we were recording. We were like, the clothing is getting really confusing on telling who who is who. Like, there's of course Leandrin. She she's quite red. Uh, but when it came to Varen, and I honestly can't remember the other the side she's living with. Her, I guess it's I'm like not, her sister I'm, sister wife. I think it's yes. I I think it is that some something like that. I don't <laughs> something know who like that, that was. Looks like they're it looks like they're sharing that warder at least. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, their their clothing was like more gold than anything else. Yeah, and this might be one of these things where you know they feel because they're switching it to a visual. We can't just be showing brown all the time. People are going to think of shit. Not great. But we're going to anyways. <laughs> says to our analysis uh, that viewers need to take a shit uh, three times more if everybody's wearing brown. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Varen so was fine. Varen is kind of... Varen kind of matched my, my head headcanon, Varen. Nah, Varen didn't match my head. Uh, in my head, I Varen's like the uh, the plump librarian. I don't know if that's offensive. Why I'm sorry is everybody that plump in your versions? I I like plump people. I like well-fed characters. <laughs> I like well-fed characters. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. Look, gotta eat. Look, it's, it's realistic. Just, it's, it's tough. Food's tough to come across. In the wheel of time. <laughs> In the wheel of time, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It's middle. It's middle ages ish. I think it's Some the future. Sort of actually, I think it's the Jetsons. <laughs> so, okay, so exactly. So they must have like. Remember, they had flying cars. In the in the season one, they showed flying cars. Do you, do you think that? we're gonna get? Do you think we're gonna get another scene like that? Where we're gonna jump back all the way back to the Age of Legends, and we're gonna see like Paul Atreides fighting. Yeah, Ishmael. I hope we get like a scene a la Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, when they're like in flying space taxis and stuff, zipping around. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hope, and we can get a Hayden. Or maybe we can get Hayden Christensen in there. Absolutely. I know he's not doing much other than being in... Is he in Ahsoka? I don't know. He definitely is going to be in Ahsoka, and I'm pretty sure he's filming Obi-Wan 2. They're doing an Obi-Wan 2? Obi-2. Obi-2? Fuck Star Wars. (laughs) Fuck that whole franchise. I made that that up. (laughs) No, it's real in my head now. I'm going to get more mad about it. (laughs) I hope that they do. I hope that they do. I hope... Look. Stupid. Everything's stupid, though. It's stupid, Steve! (laughs) We can just forget that any season one happened. Wheel time is showing us this. Okay. We don't need season ones. We need to talk. We need to talk about Matt. All right. We got to talk about Matt. I think before we even go any further, we actually need to address the fact that. Like, Matt was show, recast. Show to book. It's a different here, actor. <laughs> show to book comparison here. Like none of these characters are in the same places as the beginning of Grey Hunt. And no. they, you know, they're all together. Now they are all split up. Yeah, every single and one. Actually, actually, it seems like most of them hate each other at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's quite different. So Matt, as we said, he walked off set. Now we catch up with Matt, and I don't understand what the fuck is going on because we are shown Matt, and he is being kept 
captive by Leandrin in yeah what the hell in the is white tower question mark because it um, looked like he went at the last scene that we saw him he went to the white tower or was like look maybe he was looking to stir some shit up at the white tower. he had like an evil look on his face you know he was like I'm gonna well he was getting shit. and he was sick he was dagger sick he's dagger and, sick and with the with the dagger right because pat and fane has a dagger and the further away it gets from matt he gets more sick and then matt and perrin and rand are tracking down the dagger and the and the horn of valir in the great hunt and they're tracking the dagger by matt's sickness right and so all that's removed forget all i thought they were just wait what the dagger i thought they destroyed the dagger though in the books and, and at this point like in the great hunt pat and fane has the dagger okay and the matt great is hunt and matt is okay has dagger sickness right but, but that's they pull all... the dagger sickness out of him in season one yeah but then he but then he's still tied he's still like tied to the dagger and gets sick right when it's far away from him he gets tainted hmm. Hmm. doesn't matter it's not we're not doing that it makes no sense. None of this makes any sense. Why is he why is he a captive for Leandrin? I think Leandrin's trying to groom him for something, like to like to have a little bit of a pop up when he needs her when she needs him to like sway, I guess, Nynaeve or Egwene for something. Because he's in the White Tower. And then we see the scene where he's like digging something into the wall. But we I don't think we see him do they anything never showed us. else. He started like digging into his little secret compartment and then they, we never saw what it was. He could have something. He could have some sort of. Crazy... Maybe it's a dagger. I don't know where the dagger maybe it's is. It's a dagger. It's they've apparently healed him completely. You you think they heal him in book one? I thought he wasn't even healed until like the begin. Isn't it the beginning of no. the Dragon Reborn? Sorry, he's healed. I, I I misspoke. I was talking about the the show. I was talking about the show. They got they healed him in book. They healed him in season one. Oh, but in the book, yeah. I don't think they cured him until maybe Dragon Reborn. Uh, yeah, the whole beginning of Dragon Reborn, he was like in the White Tower hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like still like getting a hold of himself, like trying to remember who he was. Yeah. Yeah, no, the show they healed. So, the, but they mention it again here that he's healed, but he does seem like he's he's kind of sick or something. I don't know. He's depressed, at least. He's depressed, indigestion, probably. It's, I don't see, you know. I don't see any bathrooms around there. There are no bathrooms in the White Tower. You just go where you go. You accept to clean it up. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now let's address his recasting. I think passable. Not not bad. I and especially I think from season one to two, it almost looks like the actor just grew up a little bit and you know yeah, got some yeah. uh, bone implants in his jaw. You know what? If if I had like maybe a beer or two in me, I would have been convinced that was the same guy. Yeah. And I think, I honestly, I think the timing of season one to two works so well because a lot of the time in season one's the actors are so young that they grow up drastically by season two. Yeah. I say recast them all the time. Every, every season. season. Let's just mix it up. Yeah. Unless they're over the age of 35, then they got to stay the same. Because once you reach that point, then you stay that, you stay that look until you're 55 and then the gray hair sets in. I'm, 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 I'm excited for that. I'm just, I'm starting that right now. I'm ready to look this way for... 20 years. Yo, you're on you're on year three of that look. <laughs> year three, but I just turned 35 though. That's what I mean. Oh, so okay, so you're set in. I still have a couple more years before that happens. I think I still have like I have one or two dra- dramatic changes to my look in my pocket left before I, I have to stick with a stick with a look. 
breast implants. That's what I was thinking. I was also thinking blue hair, but I like your idea. Butt implants. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Butt implants. No, my ass is already too big. I've got a big ass. Listeners, I don't know if you've seen my ass. I've got a big ass. Okay, time to move on. Let's talk about Perrin. <laughs> <laughs> we catch up with Perrin. Let's and talk the about Perrin. Of zombie people. Perrin's got a big ass. Okay. Nice well, ass. Loyal's there, and Loyal's got a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I hate when people Loyal's call got their a, Loyal's got a dump truck. Dump truck. I've heard people also call their like an at like an ass called a dumpy. And a I'm dumpy. like, don't call it. Do that's not bad. call that's it bad. that. That sounds bad. like a baby took a shit. Yeah, it and does. It does. Like you just have a full ass diaper, don't you? <laughs> Fuck. So we we catch up with Perrin hanging out with a bunch of zombie undead, and they are. I actually don't know what the fuck's happening. They're Wait, riding horses. And then Elias is Zombie like, undead. hey, I'm a character. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was talking about Loyal and Uno and Ingtar. Oh, okay, okay. I was just like, wait, is this Walking Dead? Did you just change shows? <laughs> They're like, undead zombie people. They all died. And it's not even speaking. fucking addressed. You're right. You're right. Um, and there's not much to dive into into the storyline other than they're on the hunt of the horn. For Valier, which has a much less like ceremonial aspect, because in the Great Hunt, like the the hunt for the horn in uh, the Great Hunt is like a ceremony. Like everybody, like a bunch of people come around the world to go hunt for the horn. They do it every year. Nobody yeah. finds it's like it. NASCAR. But it's, a good, it's like NASCAR. It's like a good bit of fun, you know. People just sit there and watch it, even though they can't even see it half the time. Then yeah. on your second but lap, this, you come by for ten seconds. This Woo. is like a literal like. These specific characters are on the hunt, which begs the question, like, how is Fael going to find her way into the series? Because her original mission was to be on the hunt. Nothing matters. They can do matters. anything. She is a bird in this season. They've actually cast uh, Toucan Sam to play Fael. Toucan Sam's it's daughter. Toucan Sam's. Toucan, Toucan Pam is playing <laughs> Fael. You got there. That's good. Toucan Pam. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. I've been nursing a beer, so my improv is getting there. We get Elias in the scene, and it is just so bizarre to me. And Elias comes in looking like he's straight out of House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, seriously, though. And it's, you know, it's probably just the dreads and the the contact lens, but it's it's a good look. So it's like, I'm fine with it, but um, not really... Maybe it's maybe Game of Thrones has tainted that look for me. That makes me think more of a pirate. You know, the, my my problem with Elias in this episode is that there are so many opportunities where Elias can give Perrin that look of like, I know what you are. You know what I mean? Well, there's nobody but addressing never, his yellow eyes. Nobody's addressing the yellow eyes, and, and they call him the sniffer. They, and on top of that, they call him the sniffer. Yeah, in, which in means the episode. no Huron. Yeah, which means, yeah, exactly. We've now erased Huron and combined Huron into Elias. Which is fucked, because I really like that guy, because he was just a dedicated sniffer. He's not a dog man. He's not a dog man. And, and even though in the books, wasn't it, I think, Elias... Didn't Elias pretend to be a sniffer? But he was really using no, his El- wolf power? Elias, I think, was he only showed up for when Egwene and Perrin, or when Egwene, yeah, Egwene and Perrin were. It was right after the uh, uh, that city, that haunted city that they were in, and they got oh, split yeah, up ghost from town. Anyway, that ghost town. 
and uh, it was Egwene and Perrin. They were they got stuck in the forest, and Elias kind of helped Perrin and Egwene get out of there, while also like being in an Obi Wan to Perrin, going like, "Hey, you speak wolf. Here's a bunch of wolves that you can talk to." Which is still cool. Haven't clarified that in the show yet. I don't know if the visual language has been there for it. No, like I think he knows. Uh, but we saw. I don't Hopper think like, does the viewer. The I don't season. think the viewer knows that Perrin is a wolf boy. Entirely. They like, do. We yeah, know? I don't think. I don't know. Have we heard? Have we heard the term wolf brother yet? Probably not. No, because so, Elias wasn't there. Who would say it? Exactly. If so, then Elias is going to tell uh, Perrin this. But like I said, there was no setup for that storyline between Elias and Perrin. There was no like knowing nod or a, a wink or going like, I know what you are, boy. It was just kind of like, it was Here just kind of like, it was like, it was as if he was there in the first season. Yeah. Like no problem. Just there. That being said, I like the look. Like I like the look of Elias. It wasn't what I was originally thinking that I was thinking more Luke Skywalker, a la last Jedi, but oh, really? really though. Yeah. Plumper, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know. I always had more of an in sort of indigenous look for for Elias. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But, you know. uh, but that being said, I like this. This this is a cool look. It's just it, there wasn't anything here. And then they 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 they're on the heels of Pat and Fane, and it looks like Pat and Fane inexplicably just killed a, a a caravan of people for fun. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. And Perrin sort of has this speech of how he's like, "I'm gonna get you, Pat and Fane, for for killing my family, for killing." Uh, Whatever her name was, my wife, Lena. Le- yeah, Lena. Even though Perrin killed her, let's not forget. And I guess sure, Pat and Fane triggered the incident, but Perrin was the one who killed his wife. People yeah, don't forget. You, if you're, you gotta look in the mirror, buddy. Perrin's just trying to rewrite history. Like, who are you lying to, buddy? Right? Your the show is trying friends? to rewrite the books. Let's right, be you, real here. Yeah, you lying to your zombie friends, or are you lying to yourself? Only you. Can lie to yourself. <laughs> it's true. Only you can lie to yourself. Actually, well, no, that's not true. Anyone can lie to you. Anyone, everyone, really. Everybody lies will. to me. I lie to myself. Uh, Steve lies to me. Everybody lies to me. I lie to. I lie a lot too. You lie to everyone constantly. Even that was a lie, saying that you lie a lot because you exactly. lie a moderate amount, not a lot. I don't fucking look. Perrin. No, uh, no, no, no. I think I tell the truth all the time now. <laughs> Perrin. Parent loyal. Uh, I wrote down. Parent loyal have the same barber. Yes, I'm a big fan of their new hairdos. Uh, I think this is a step forward for their character development. <laughs> Look, we've touched on it a lot in our coverage of the Wheel Time Show, but who is cutting these people's hairs? Because all the boys have some clean cuts. The women have very stylized hair, very nice as well. But these are clean, faded cuts on. on like Matt's got a full fade going on. Like, and not a mirror oh, yeah. girl. I'm talking about, you know, we're taking it down to a one on the sides. Yeah. And it looks good. But Loyal and Perrin have this have the same beard and same hair. It's just on Perrin, on Loyal, it's just bigger. And Loyal sort of has bleached tips, too, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the Justin Timberlake of the, a la 1998. He does. He does look like Justin Timberlake. Actually, you know what? I really like I they they got rid of the the garb for Loyal as well cuz in the last season he was wearing like a lot of long coats and stuff like that. In this he's wearing like riding clothes, you know? He's got like a he's got like a vest on, he's got pants on. Well, they hopefully they're all wearing some sort of armored stab resistant vest now. Of course. But who knows? 
Well, they were clearly wearing it in the last uh, season. Well, yeah, that's that. You're right. That that makes a lot of sense. That must be how he survived. They never they never take it off. All right, I think that's enough for us today. Mm. Is there anything else? A couple more things. I want to go back earlier into the episode where we have that um, that scene. I think we were back at the White Tower with a bunch of Aes Sedai, and we had Shirium. And Shirium, I couldn't help but think that this looked like a, this looked like a like a cast member of the Golden Girls. Uh, <laughs> might have been the hairdo, but it was very, very poofy sort of B. Arthur look. And hey, I'm here gotcha. for it. <laughs> yeah. We also have a woman in this scene who I didn't catch her name. I just wrote down as bald exposition. Bald lady. lady. Yeah, bald because, exposition lady. She was just interjected to say like, it is the biggest, it is the darkest evil we have ever seen in a thousand years. Thank you. Like, where the Thanks hell that. did we're, you come uh, from? We, we're good. We're talking. We got the, we're talking, we're doing the old Golden Girls thing here. It is the most heinous evil we have ever seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who that was. It's the most heinous evil we have. And that's Dr. Evil. That was Dr. <laughs> yeah. Evil in that Hello. scene. <laughs> $100 million. I watched Dr. Evil like last weekend. I had a blast. You watch Awesome not, Powers. It's not called awesome Dr. Powers. Evil. Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I got, yeah, up. So I got caught up in it. The end of the episode, we get a we get a little Beltine montage of, you know, it doesn't matter that all our characters are separated because they're thinking of each other on Beltine. And they all make their little lanterns that are somehow all identical I don't know if it's just yep. the way that they've been taught to make these things. Three sticks and, a lamp, uh, uh, and uh, some cloth. I guess. And everyone had the exact same color of cloth, the exact same length of sticks. Yeah. These are identical lanterns. We see the we see Nynaeve and Egwene lighting their lanterns. We see Perrin lighting a lantern. Very teary-eyed, thinking of Rand. They're all thinking of Rand because Rand's dead. And then all of a sudden, we see Rand. Bum, bum, bum. Light a lantern and, and that's it. We don't need anything else. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. We well, we'll catch up with him in the next episode, which makes me worried. Is like this is so weird to introduce him that way, though. I, all like already in episode one, there are so many characters and they're so spread apart and there's so many storylines going on, and we only have eight episodes. Yep. To get into and all of it. and we're creating new storylines and doing things and like little more. girls running around petting trollocs. I don't think we're going to see anything about... I, I don't think we'll see another thing about this little girl petting Trollocs ever again. I, re- I was reading the thing about her, and apparently she pops up in the trailer twice. And the other shot in the trailer, she's with Perrin. What in the fuck? So, I, I don't know. No way. No I don't know. way. No way. Know. We'll have to wait and see. I hate this. We'll have to wait and see. I hate little girls. But I do think, overall, <laughs> not not horrible. Like, I enjoyed it. It was once I started thinking more critically about it and comparing it to the books and questioning things in it where it started to fall apart a little bit more for me. But right, right. Visually, when you started critiquing it. I generally enjoyed it. It, it was kind of a boring episode, but I, I enjoyed what I saw. It just wasn't, you know, action-packed or not a lot of intrigue. Like, it's, it's just, again, it's odd why they chose to do these sorts of things where in the beginning of The Great Hunt, Remember we had this whole scene where the Amerlin seat was showing up and Rand was trying to get out of there, but his Taviran powers just kept making it so he would just end back up at the with the he would end up going back to the Amerlin seat and he kept trying to escape Tarvalon, but its Taviranist just wouldn't allow that. 
and we're just throwing things like that away instead to have like a little girl, you know, patatrolic on the nose, which is, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's just, fine. it's fine. You know, let's see how, how, how it plays out. Long time listeners. And uh, especially those of our coverage of this show and the shows like it will know that generally we do, you know, we do start out these, these coverages with a little more tolerance than we have near the end. That's what I noticed too. Like, especially these Amazon shows, we come in going in like, all right, this isn't, this is a lot of rope. Especially, especially when we came in with Lord of the Rings uh, the first time we were like, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And then we look what happened. Look what happened. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Amazon starts off relatively strong. And everything goes to shit. Yeah, so we'll see what they they decide we'll to do with this. Honestly, one. I give I'd give this first episode maybe like a six out of ten. I'd give it a seven. I'd give it a seven five. Seven point five. Seven five. Yeah. Seven. Seven yep. five. I don't like this rating system. We uh, gotta think something else. <laughs> I give it four rands. Ah, okay. Out of how many? How uh, four rands out of how well, many? There's no limit. There's no limit. All right, I'm gonna give. A, I'm gonna give it three and three point eight rands. Oh no, poor so rand. Lose a that... li- so we lose an eye a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> well, we do end this episode with Lan and Moraine on the brink of death once again. I'm, you know, I'm honestly, I'm glad that they we got to see Moraine almost dying again or dying or whatever's happening. I think that's going to be a common theme throughout this series. It already is, so you know it's fine. <laughs> we got we saw her impaled in the last season, and now we've we've seen her still, and we've seen her uh, ripped apart by Trollocs. So that's what you, know. you get when you tear down Emmons Fields. But Lan turns to her and he says, "What aren't you telling me?" And uh, I wanted to ask, what do you think that Maureen isn't telling Lan? I think uh, that she's not telling him that he could be saving thousands of dollars a month on his car insurance. If you switch over to Geico, um, <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'm on the same page as you. I don't think I don't think Rand knows it. Insurance, don't sleep on it. You got to get it. Well, we're gonna leave it there for episode <laughs> one of the Wheel of Time on Pride season two. Brought Thank to you, you by Geico. <laughs> yeah, Brad, this, this episode is sponsored by Geico. Go check them out, <laughs> Geico.org. <laughs> thank you for listening and we will i guess are, are, are we gonna they release three episodes at once are we going to do once a week with these i think who knows? so let's just say who, who knows? knows who knows <laughs> who knows anything happened but we will be back with our coverage of episode two thank you for supporting through patreon thank you for your continued support and we will see you again next week <laughs> <laughs>